Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is a ministry, it's events, and it's a podcast, all focused on building community and fellowship around Jesus and great Jiu-Jitsu. We were birthed from a Walking in Truth event called Pursuit. Four of us left one of these men's pursuits and the Lord all gave us the same download to create Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu. We've started by doing local events in North Texas. We're slowly but surely expanding those events to other markets across the country where we bring in professors and instructors. We learn awesome jujitsu techniques. We hear a testimony about the gospel. We give away free Bibles. We offer prayer and then we train hard. On top of this, we have a podcast that has really taken off that we have a lot of fun with. Look us up on all platforms. We love walking in truth and we appreciate the affiliation with them and the covering that they give us. Thank you to all the leaders at Walking in Truth. Everyone at Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is truly appreciative. Exodus 23, Sundry Laws. You shall not bear a false report Do not join your hand with the wicked man to be a malicious witness. You shall not follow the masses in doing evil, nor shall you testify in a dispute so as to turn aside after a multitude in order to pervert justice, nor shall you be partial to a poor man in his dispute. If you meet your enemy's ox or his donkey wandering away, you shall surely return it to him. If you see the donkey of one who hates you lying helpless under its load, you shall refrain from leaving it to him. You shall surely release it to him with him. You shall not pervert the justice due to your needy brother in his dispute. Keep far from a false charge and do not kill the innocent or the righteous, for I will not acquit the guilty. You shall not take a bribe. For a bribe blinds the clear-sighted and subverts the cause of the just. You shall not oppress a stranger, since you yourselves know the feelings of a stranger, for you also were strangers in the land of Egypt. The Sabbath and Land You shall sow your land for six years and gather in its yield, but on the seventh year you shall let it rest and lie fallow, so that the needy of your people may eat, and whatever they leave the beasts of the field may eat. You are to do the same with your vineyard and your olive grove. Six days you are to do your work, but on the seventh day you shall cease from labor so that your ox and your donkey may rest and the son of your female slave as well as your your stranger may refresh themselves. 
Now concerning everything which I have said to you, be on your guard and do not mention the name of other gods, nor let them be heard from your mouth. Three national feasts. Three times a year you shall celebrate a feast to me. You shall observe the feast of unleavened bread. For seven days you are to eat unleavened bread as I commanded you at the appointed time in the month Abib. For in it you came out of Egypt and none shall appear before me empty handed. Also you shall observe the feast of the harvest of the first fruits of your labors from what you sow in the field. Also the feast of the ingathering at the end of the year when you gather in the fruit of your labors from the field. Three times a year all your males shall appear before the Lord God. You shall not offer the blood of my sacrifice with unleavened with leavened bread, nor is the fat of my feast to remain overnight until morning. You shall bring the choice first fruits of your soil into the house of the Lord your God. You are not to boil a young goat in the milk of its mother. Conquest of the land. Behold, I'm going to send an angel before you to guard you along the way and to bring you into the place which I have prepared. Be on your guard before him and obey his voice. Do not be rebellious toward him, for he will not pardon your transgression since my name is in him. But if you truly obey his voice and do all that I say, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. For my angel will go before you and bring you into the land of the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, and I will completely destroy them. You shall not worship their gods, nor serve them, nor do according to their deeds, but you shall utterly overthrow them and break their sacred pillars in pieces. But you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will remove sickness from your midst. There shall be no one miscarrying or barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days." I will send my terror ahead of you and throw into confusion all the people among whom you come, and I will make all your enemies turn their backs to you. I will send hornets ahead of you so that they will drive out the Hivites, the Canaanites, and the Hittites before you. I will not drive them out before you in a single year that the land may not become desolate and the beasts of the field become too numerous for you. I will drive them out before you little by little until you become fruitful and take possession of the land. I will fix your boundary from the Red Sea to the Sea of the Philistines and from the wilderness to the river Euphrates. For I will deliver the inhabitants of the land into your hand and you will drive them out before you. You shall make no covenant with them or with their gods. They shall not live in your land because they will make you sin against me. For if you serve their gods... It will surely be a snare to you. Once again, I see how um, God's laws aren't difficult. They're easy. Just don't bear a false witness against someone else. And if you say you're going to do something, do it. It's simple. Don't take a bribe. Because that can skew uh, what you feel is just or and mess with justice and don't don't oppress the stranger you are strangers yourselves once i mean th these aren't difficult but i think it's amazing how so many people talk about the ten commandments well you're supposed to keep the ten commandments but just forget all the rest yet again the big one that they just completely ignore is the sabbath day 
said to keep the Sabbath day and keep it as a honored day. And a lot of times we just kind of say, uh, you know, I'll just pick a day and I'll just do nothing on that day. God didn't say pick whatever day you want. I like to, to use this kind of analogy. So when you go to college and you're taking classes, the professor will tell you, you know, that maybe she has office hours on this specific date from this time to this time. Maybe it's Tuesday and Thursday from four to six. You can go to their office because they have set aside office hours. Now, a good professor, not just any professor, but a good professor, if you walked into their classroom and weren't truly interrupting the class and went up and asked them a question, I'm sure they would answer your question right then. But they may also remind you that they have time set aside. They have an appointed time so that they can answer any question for any of their students. And that would be, again, their office hours, Tuesday, Thursday, four to six. Well, God did the same thing. He set aside an appointed time. Now, if you don't understand what that time was meant for, it makes it a little more difficult to really see the importance of it. But it is a an appointed time, a moed or moedim. That is, that is a time that God said, these are my office hours. I've set them aside for you. Now again, he's a good father, a good shepherd. You can go to him anytime, but he set aside a specific time and said, come to me during this time. So, reading through creation and reading through the Bible and even all the way into Hebrews, it talks about the importance of getting into his Sabbath rest. Yet we, we want to do it on our time, not his. In fact, if you look at Hebrews, it talks about how, at, you know, he took that privilege away from Moses and his crew because they were disobedient. But then when Joshua took over and he was going into the promised land, he said he allowed him to enter into his rest again. But that enter into his rest is on the Sabbath, which begins Friday evening at sundown, and it ends Saturday evening at sundown. So it's Friday overnight into Saturday all day. And then I've also heard people say, yeah, well, Jesus changed that. Whenever he, he rose from the dead, no, Constantine changed that. Jesus didn't. Nowhere in the Bible does it say, um, you know, I'm, I'm the exact same. I do not change. I'm the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Oh, except for this one thing. I won't mention it, but I'm going to change it. No, man changed it. God did not. The Sabbath is Friday evening through Saturday. But here's what it says in, in Hebrews. It says that the word of God is like a double-edged sword. A lot of people know that, that scripture. They don't realize that that scripture, that it is like a double-edged sword that can pierce and separate. Basically, it's separating that which is saved from that which is being saved or, or that which is waste. So the word of God goes into us and cuts away the chaff the excess, the unnecessary. And he says uh, in Hebrews, it's right after scripture about 
the Sabbath rest. And it's right in between that and before another scripture about saying that you should, you should enter into my rest. Well, that's weird to have that sword right in the middle of two things about Sabbath, unless you really understand what it said in creation. After every single day of creation, God looked at what he created and he said, that's good, except for one time. After he created man, he did not say, that is good. He looked overall at everything else and he was pleased with everything. But with man, he said, it's not good. It's not good for man to be alone. So he continued to work, but also it was a process of sanctifying. It was a process of continuing to work on man. And it said that on the seventh day, not that he did no work, but that he completed the work which he had begun, which means he started on work that he already had in progress, which was man. So look at it this way. God uses his appointed time. He said, these are my office hours. Come to me on the Sabbath day and rest. Not that you have to, but that you get to. But when you do, he's going to take his word, the word of God, and he's going to continue to work on you. I don't want to miss that. Again, it's not law that you have to. You get to. That's the key. And I also have one of our leaders with Walking in Truth Ministries. They they have um, a, a lot, another ministry that they also help to focus on the land. And he's told me over and over again how when you follow that rule of six on and one off, just like God had asked them to, your land flourishes and thrives. So maybe there's something in the direction from the Creator that might help us in understanding how to truly relate to creation. Maybe we should listen to the one who made it rather than coming up with our own convenient rules. Well, Father God, I ask that you could just give us the courage, you could give us the insight, you can give us the wisdom to know how to appropriately just treat each other and how we can appropriately follow these guides, these guidelines that you've given us to help us to interact with creation and ourselves and with you better. In Jesus' name, amen. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless.
Thank you for joining us today. And I hope that uh, that blesses you either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to, to spend with your family uh, some time around God's word. And uh, of course, that is great. I love that. And I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org and um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts, or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, but again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.